Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Monday, the very last day of July. Where does the time go? I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the physical delivery of wealth insurance. That is what we do, gold and silver. The website at allamericangold.com, all the news and the videos to keep you all in the know. A really good video uh, today. If you want to go out to, to the website at allamericangold.com, uh, there's a really, really good uh, video out there this this morning talking about uh, what comes next, you know, and really uh, wh- what's happening with all of the central banks in the world, uh, what's happening with gold and silver. Uh, Michael Pinto uh, is the is the guy that's doing, he's the interviewee, I guess, and uh, really, really good. It's about a half hour, uh, but it is very, very well done, very simple terms as to uh, what is happening uh, with all of the world central banks and the bond markets. He's actually, uh, he wrote a book, he, and, and even in his interview, he said, ah, my book, I'm a little early uh, talking about the chaos that comes next, but uh, at the end of it, the last 10 minutes or so, he talks about uh, gold and where gold's going to be, and, and I hope he's wrong. How about that? Because uh, that'll be bad. Which he, he, he says... Uh, He's calling for new new all-time highs. Forget about the yearly highs, new all-time highs uh, by next year. So uh, make sure you go out there. Uh, it's very, very interesting and, and really based, you know, what I like, facts, you know. And, and so make sure you take the time uh, to check that out. I'll tell you right now, I've been watching, I've been seeing all of these uh, articles. I don't know if you've seen them. I mean, maybe it's just... Uh, uh, the news of the weekend or, or what have you about all of these employers claiming that uh, they can't find the right applicants because they, they all do drugs. <laughs> right? Yes. And, and one, one, uh, one company that was in there specifically was talking about how four and ten uh, either couldn't pass the math or they couldn't pass the drug test. And I'm like, well, that still leaves six out of every ten applicants. So what's the problem? Uh, but but nonetheless, uh, I find it interesting because we're living out. This is a real life example. This is how hard it is, and why it is. I think so many Americans have stopped. You know, one of the things they don't really talk about is the new business creation in this country. You know, guys like me. You know, the 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 entrepreneur, the small business owner. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous. It really is. I'll give you an example. This is what we're dealing with this morning. Okay? Uh, Months ago, Sprint had notified us that they were no longer, they were getting out of the 800 business. Uh, You know, we've had our 800 line here for 20-something years. Okay? Sprint was the, uh, the company that, took care of our 800 line. And then CenturyLink does our local stuff. Right? You got to there again, right? You got to have multiple companies involved. And 
first, Sprint was uh, sending it on the bill. And we we pay, you know, we get the Sprint bill every month, and they always have something on there. But it wasn't highlighted. It wasn't, uh, you know, in a different color or different font. or It was just kind of, oh, by the way, as of this day, we're no longer going to be providing you long-distance service. I mean, it, we were lucky enough the, the, to actually have seen it, right? They didn't send out, you know, normally when you're going to do something like that, maybe you send out a separate notice that's not the phone bill, you know, because most people, okay, phone bill's in, uh, staple it, okay, write the check, and, and, and you don't really even read uh, the details, right? Because we know what our phone bill is every month. So the only real thing that Wendy looks at is well, well okay, yeah, that's a, that number's in range because that's about what we pay every month. You wouldn't think anything of it. So we realized it, and they they we call them, and they say, okay, yes, we're going to be out of the business, and and we'll help you find a new carrier, right? And we're like, okay, great. And they stand, and I'm not kidding you. It's four or five pages long. You got to fill out all this stuff, and you, you they email us, we email them, they email us, we fax it here, we email it there. And last week, we got our final Sprint bill, and then we got the bill from the new provider. Today was the first day of our new provider for our 800 line. We can get calls. You can call the 800 number. It will work. What we learned today is Wendy was trying to call our, our wholesalers this morning, and we couldn't make a long-distance phone call. And so we got on the phone, right? you got to get on the phone to make the call, and we're on the phone with the new company. And they're like, well, Sprint only turned over the 800 number, and Wendy gets our paperwork out, and Right on the paperwork, there's the number, the line for the 800, you know, for, for our, the, our local number that allows us to make long-distance calls. It's right on the paperwork. And, and of course, you know, the, oh, well, you know what, you need to send us an email. and yeah, Nothing can get done simply anymore. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. I wonder why. Why? No wonder why Eric got out. He's so smart. Smarter than I was. It's just a fact. You know, we're sitting there talking to these people. Very nice. Let me say this. They were very friendly. They they couldn't understand it. And then as we were telling them, you could almost see the, the like the at the other end of the phone, like the light bulb going on over there. Like, oh, wait a minute, you know, as Wendy's looking at the paperwork and telling them, listen, the, it's on the paperwork. And then they trans. then you got to get transferred, right? You got to go, you know, you, 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 you first call up and it's automated and you hit this button and that button, then you get a real person, that real person, they can't help you, right? Then they got to transfer you to another person. Then you start the whole thing over again, right? You start all back at the beginning, 
And and then that person, so I'm on the phone, Wendy's on the phone, and the the, 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 the guy says, well, yeah, I, I see what you're talking about, but uh, yeah, you're going to have to send an email. And we're like, but we're talking to you right now. <laughs> Can't you just submit the work order to so we can make a long-distance phone call. We can receive the phone call. <laughs> we just can't make a phone call. You know, thankfully, we're not like all these other gold dealers, and they, you know, they get you to call for the free report, and all those they do is call out every everybody. Uh, and then uh, I guess we'd be out of business for the day, but it's just it's incredible. You know, and who knows where the first phone call started, right? Who knows what country that was in? And then eventually we got to somebody that at least sounded like they were from here. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> relatively soon, we'll be able to make a long-distance phone call. That's uh, that's what we've been dealing with this morning. Uh, Wolf Ri- Wolf Richter. If if you don't know Wolf, he he runs a a a really great uh, website and blog, and and it's one of the guys that uh, I go out to. I mean, he's a daily for me, you know. And I I always tell you, listen, put us in your favorites, right? Make us part of your everyday routine. Look at the news, see it there. I mean, you're not gonna. I get it, right? You're not gonna listen to every video. You're not gonna read every article but there'll be the ones that catch your eye and and uh he's one of those guys for me i go to his website every single day and he uh he wrote a an article yesterday and and i'm just going to share it with you and it, and again it's right in line with what it is that we're, as we're putting all these pieces together, the noose that's circling around our financial well-being. Following a spat of drastic banking interventions in Spain and Italy earlier this summer, for those of you that, that don't know, uh, there was some of the uh, forced takeovers of some Spanish and Italian banks in a Wink, wink, nod, nod, uh, backdoor bailouts that went on. The European Commission is preparing new legislation to prevent bank runs from completely wiping out Europe's horde of zombified lenders. Right now, the European banking, and really, in particular, all the countries that are first, (laughs) Greece, Right, Italy and Spain and what we'll call the weaker members of the European Union. They're all in danger. Really, the whole banking system's in danger. We learned that already. Right? We saw what happened in the financial crisis, and now we're, we're seeing little by little. They put new regulations in place, new rules in place that really are nothing more than you know, let's call it what it is, preventive. Prevented in the way of allowing us to have access to the money that we put into these institutions. Because I can't even say it's our own money. 
because it's not. Right? When you put money into the bank, it's no longer yours. I know, and people get upset, but that's the law. Matter of fact, that's been banking law since like the 1400s. It wasn't even an American banking law. It was an English banking law. This is how long, way before uh, America came into existence, this was the law. You were essentially, when you put your money into a bank, when you set up your 401k or an IRA, you're an unsecured creditor. You're allowing the institution to use the money you gave them, and they can there, you know, lend it out to somebody else. And in return for your generosity, they were supposed to pay you some interest for that. Hey, you know what? You're a nice person. You know what? You, you put your faith in us that we're going to do the right thing. And because of that faith, we're going to pay you some interest uh, on your savings accounts. I think they even even in the and I, I don't say this fact because I don't you know what is I guess this is embarrassing. I haven't managed a checkbook in eighteen years. I have no idea uh, how it all works anymore. But I believe even if you had enough money in your checking account, you got something. Even in your checking account, but in your savings account, you definitely got interest. And, of course, we no longer do, do we, thanks to uh, the central banks. But they've been putting these rules into place. And and this is different than a, a, like a constitutional law, right? This isn't the Congress, you know, trying to repeal health care, right? This is the banking commissions here in the United States, most notably handled by the SEC. They, they're the ones that do a lot of these rules. This year was a big year for rules uh, to be put into place. With money markets, 401ks and IRAs, which when they deem necessary, and, and they don't really tell you what necessary is. They can do, they put two different rules into place. Rule number one was yes, we will allow you access to the money, but we may be, uh, impose a penalty for you taking the money. Rule number two was you know what, things are so bad, we're not going to let you take the money at all. Right, kind of, you know, we we saw that like with the Dallas Pension Fund, right? No more lump sum payments. You only get your your distribution when we say you can get it. When we change the rules, they did that everywhere. Now it's going a step further. According to the document that was presented to Reuters, legislation would include measures allowing EU governments to temporarily, and by the way, uh, same rules apply here with the money markets and the IRAs and the 401ks. This would be a temporary measure. right? In other words, you'd be forced to ride it to the bottom. You wouldn't be able, your ability to sell would be gone. Now this is pertaining now to bank accounts in the EU. Would temporarily stop people withdrawing money from their accounts including 
by electronic fund transfers. In other words, hey, you can't wire it out. <laughs> you can't go to the bank and withdraw it. And you're not going to be able to wire it out either. The proposal, which has been in the works since the beginning of the year, came less than two months after a run-on deposit at Banco Popular. Remember, we did a, we did a, a, a bid on that on the show which was a Spanish bank, word had gotten out that the bank was in deep trouble, and the Spaniards did what any logical person would do. They were going to the bank and taking their money out of that bank, kind of like everybody that had banks with Wells Fargo should be doing. Right? And if you didn't hear Friday show, you need to check it out. I mean, it's incredible what those criminals at Wells were doing. Much of the money being withdrawn by institutional clients, they say the bank was bleeding deposits at a rate of 2 billion euros a day. They said that it was institutional clients. Mega fund uh, BlackRock was taking its money out. Spanish Social Security fund. <laughs> this wasn't a little bank. Spanish government agencies, city and regional councils were taking their money out. And of course, let's face it, who was doing it, right? The depositors. The European Commission with the support of a number of national governments is determined that what happened at Popular does not happen to other banks. And you sit there and you start thinking about, wait a minute. Here's a bank that was run poorly. I mean, think about all the things that they've done to prop up all of these banks. Because let's not be fooled. All of the financial institutions were going under, right? Because they're all intertwined. All as they did when they rewrote all of these banking laws in the late 1990s that allowed for all of these mega banks, right? All as they did was make the systemic risk far greater. <laughs> it was one thing if a little bank went under. You know, Valley National Bank had gone under. In the, in the early 90s, nobody would have cared. I don't even know what, what I think Valley National is now Citigroup, right? People are going to care. And it may be Chase, I'm not sure. It got bought out so many times, I lost track. They say the desire is to prevent a bank run so that when a bank is in a critical situation, it's not pushed over the edge. <laughs> See, when they behave badly, we don't want you to actually do something about it. Nope, instead what we want to do is prevent you from taking your money out. See, and this is a growing trend with the, the, the central banks. They're trying to get to the point where you have no choice any longer. 
right? They, they don't want you to have access to anything, and they definitely don't want you to have the ability to store your money somewhere that isn't a financial institution. It says that uh, the, the legislation says desperate times call for desperate measures. It's not hard to see why the European Commission is so worried about the prospect of bank runs triggering disorderly banking collapses in the Eurozone. They say that some of the regional banks are just hanging on by the skin of their teeth, and, and you just don't know, right? They don't tell us. Right? Instead, we get the, the whole, oh, everything's fine, don't worry, it's wonderful, look at the stock market. If the stock market was so great, if the economy was so healthy, then why are we having all of these rules being put into place? And really, and, and, and put into place without any spotlight on it, right? Because it's not done in Congress. Most people don't even know what's happened. Just the way they like it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Hyatt. As President Trump pushes for his tax reform plan, it is the perfect time to take a second look at the July 1981 Phyllis Schlafly Report. Entitled, The Rightness of Reaganomics, this article is a clear treatise on why lower taxes help those of every socioeconomic status. Phyllis Schlafly was a strong voice in favor of President Reagan's bold tax plan. She made a clear case for the connection between lower taxes and a growing economy. Higher tax rates are a disincentive for Americans to put money into the economy. If the tax on capital gains is too high, why would anyone take the inherent risks of investing in existing industries or new growth? High corporate tax rates create a hurdle for small businesses, which may force them to close their doors or not open in the first place. When businesses and individuals are permitted to keep more of what they've earned, a natural incentive is created to work harder and grow the economy. Ultimately, high taxes inhibit productivity, which Phyllis Schlafly lauded as the primary characteristic of a successful economy. Phyllis went so far as to suggest that productivity become the banner under which conservatives rally in favor of Reagan's policies. This value of productivity fits perfectly within the ideal of capitalism. The uniqueness of our economic system has been its high level of capital formation, Phyllis said. The investment in plant and equipment which creates jobs enables worker plus machine to produce more and thereby pay higher wages. Phyllis recognized productivity as the root of prosperity and low taxes as the root of productivity. Similarly, President Trump's tax plan is poised to lower taxes and increase productivity for all Americans. This is not some far-flung academic theory. It has been done successfully before. When Reagan left office, the poverty rate was lower, the unemployment rate was lower, and growth for real GDP was almost 50% better than under Carter. We see a similar triumph of conservatism in this generation. But we have to turn our country into the productivity state Phyllis Schlafly and Ronald Reagan envisioned. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For the U.S. economy to flourish, free enterprise needs to be rewarded. Competition and capitalism need to be encouraged. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find alerts and strategies for strengthening our economy and standing against socialism. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back to the Radio News Hour. Something just happened with the dollar. Uh, it's been trading pretty much around 93 and a half all morning and just broke uh, very quickly here, just broke below 93. So uh, we, we've taken out uh, the low that was hit last week. Uh, right now, the dollar, let me just check back in here and see if it's still down there. Yeah, 92.96. Uh, got down to 92.89 right now uh, below 93 uh, that's a I guess the key level actually 93.13 was the previous low that we had seen uh, at least recent in recent years uh, looks like there was strength in the euro today I don't know what happened I don't have a lot of details but I, I just pointed that out uh, again as we watch all of these things unfold, you know we, we, we've seen a big jump uh, in premiums. We saw the 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 markets. You know they they had a setup, right? They a flash crash, a fat finger, whatever it was, and they bought all of the all of the supply out that had grown, and we had premiums at all time record lows. And lo and behold, you know gold's up seventy dollars, silver. I mean, it flash crashed all the way down to fourteen thirty-eight. Silver's getting ready to take out seventeen bucks. Here's some economic news that were that uh, I was hoping it would be better. It wasn't. Uh, the signing of contracts to buy a home. Uh, this was a June number. Uh, was it was up from May. Uh, but but not very much, and that was kind of the problem, right? June is normally the big month. Uh, didn't happen. Uh, they said that there was uh, homes for sale, 1.96 million homes for sale, down uh, 7%. Uh, they said that the index for signed contracts of homes for uh, being bought unchanged in the last two years, and it actually fell almost 2% from last year. Uh, and we're kind of noticing this trend now in housing where they, they say there's a supply, uh, supply problem. Of course, I've been telling you, there's no supply problem. <laughs> right? The problem is, people only can afford a home for, you know, 100, 200,000. You know, and I, and I, I use me, I think I am a great example of how things have changed. I remember when my wife and I bought our first home. We had just had Joey, my oldest, who's a senior in high school this year. It's amazing. And we moved at the time way out of town. Right? We're just like everybody else because that's what we could afford. And we moved up to this, at the time it was a Dell Webb community. Right? Of course, 
like everything else, like the banking industry, the retail industry, everything's been gobbled up, and you have you know four or five players in the home uh, building arena that really drive the whole market, um, and it's it's now owned by Pulte. And at the time, it was considered way out there. And I remember we were living in our apartment and, you know, having to carry Joey up and down the stairs. We didn't live on the first floor. We lived on the third floor. You know, going up those stairs, right? It was getting uh, getting to be a lot of work, especially it was hot, you know. And we were looking around. We started looking. And at the time... They were running full-page ads in the Arizona Republic. And we were uh, on the Sunday paper, and I remember Sarah and I just saying, you know what, Let's it's Sunday, I wasn't working, had the day off, let's drive up there. Right? We're both of us kind of like, yeah, we're never moving up there. Right? Yeah, we bought a home that day. It was $130,000. And this was two thousand, the hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Today, the average price of a new home is like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And I remember the hundred and thirty thousand. It was man, I was nervous. <laughs> I was. I'm like, oh man, I hope we can. Have, can we afford that? And and I was like, man, I better get promoted quick, right? And and we made it work. Four years later, we did what everybody did, right? You you moved up. You bought the bigger house. So the the first house, it was a three bedroom, two bath, and it was sixteen hundred square feet. And we moved into a four bedroom, two and a half bath. And it was, you know, twenty, I don't know, twenty four, twenty five, maybe it was maybe it was twenty eight twenty eight hundred square feet, I think it was. And that one was you know, two hundred and forty thousand. And it wasn't, you know, anything astronomical, but two forty. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I knew, right, and I was making at the time, you know, full disclosure, I was making, this was right as I was coming over and coming uh, into Patriot. I was making about $80,000. Right? And that was what it took for the $240,000 home. And, you know, you had to get everything with it, right? You, 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 You had to do the yard, and you had to pay the new the taxes and the sewer and all everything was more expensive bigger home and all that stuff and by no by no means were we living high on the hall right if, if anything we probably should have stayed in the house that we were still in now how would you you know now you can add another hundred thousand onto that what are these guys got to make to buy it? So I said, it's not a supply problem. You know, when they talk about no inflation, let me ask you this. If homes are at all-time high, new and used, it doesn't matter, all-time high. Car prices, new car prices, all-time record highs. Rent, matter of fact, this came out Friday afternoon. Rent now are, are at 
at all time record high. Health care, all time record high. Car insurance, all time record high. Mortgage insurance, all time record high. You kind of get the thing that I'm going with here? Great article out of Market Watch. The headline says, The real reason so many millennials live with their parents. And it was so funny because I read this article and I'm like, oh, that is the real reason. What is the real reason 18 to 34 year olds still live with their parents? We're going to talk about that next. Welcome back, Page Radio News Hour. Our toll free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So, what have we learned today? We've learned that the EU now is working on more banking regulation. This essentially trying to bar you from taking out of money out of a bank that's in trouble. And you think of all the ramifications that this could have, right? Could you imagine a lot of people, and I know this is just how we are. Well, I'll know when the time comes, and I'll get it out before then. And and then what if you have more than what the FDIC allows? So even let's just say the bank failed, and even if they said, hey, we're going to keep you whole, you only get up to the insurance amount. And all the rest of it, they just take. Of course, and even that, you know, they changed those rules, too. They don't have to even give you that anymore. And then they talked about, you know, the home sales, right? We, we just went through the June number. And it wasn't, we didn't get the move that we needed to get. And we talked about, listen, like, no one can afford it. It's a, an affordability problem. See, one of the things that they did, don't forget this. Go back to the crash. How did they fix it? I mean, really, because you think about where prices are today, how? We had this huge housing bubble, remember? And the prices, they collapsed back down to you know where they should have been. Right? They should have never have been way up there. Right? Every night you'd go to bed, you'd wake up, and your house was worth another 1000 bucks. So how is it, 10 years later, I mean, the the economic growth, it hasn't been great. Like, no one would even accuse it of being great. Matter of fact, let's face it, 08 was a terrible year. 09 was terrible. 2010 was terrible. 2011 wasn't much better, right? And then finally they bought and uh, made up enough money out of thin air to pretend things were better. So how are we here at all-time highs? Where did, where did all the houses go, do you remember? They gave them away to Wall Street. BlackRock, it's either BlackRock or Blackstone, one of the blacks, is now the largest holder, a subsidiary of a subsidiary of a subsidiary of U.S. mortgages. They own more homes than anybody. They bought them. Remember, they were buying thousands of homes at a time. What homes were they buying exactly? 
right? They weren't buying the the homes in North Scottsdale, right? They were buying the what fifty. Seventy-five hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar ones. They're buying all the homes up where I live, up at Anthem. Right? And, and now we we've got this delusional marketplace. One in three millennials, ages eighteen to thirty-four, still live at home beating out all other forms of living arrangements, including cohabitating with a partner or living alone or living with buddies for the very first time since they've been keeping record. Older generations like to attribute this to laziness or entitlement. I don't. I mean, they are entitled. There is no doubt. But that was our own doing. But like I've said, and I've been saying it a lot here, we want this stuff, right? I don't care if you're 18 or 34 or 54 or 44 or 65. You want to own a home. So they're going to set the record straight. There are some lazy kids in every generation. But a third of us? I'm sorry, but no. Reason number one, borrowers who graduated in 2016 owed more than 37000 in student loans, and that was just the average. But that means half these people owe even more than that. The guy that's writing the article graduated with more than $60,000 in debt. His monthly payment $611. I'm going to tell you right now, if I had to pay $611 in 2000 on a student loan, there's no way I was buying a home. Wasn't going to happen. They say that the next reason, finding a good job. of college graduates were working jobs that don't even require a degree. Remember, I was telling you about the thirds, right? You know, and a lot of you, if you've listened to me for a long time, know for decades, I coached uh, basketball, junior high and high school basketball for decades. The last group of kids that I coached are seniors in high school. The majority of the kids now that I have coached over the years have all graduated college if they went. And I tell the story of, it's a story of thirds for these kids that have graduated college in the last five years. A third of them get a job for what they went to school for. A third of them got a job, but it had nothing to do with what they went to school for. And then a third of them, they didn't really get a job at all, and they're working some part-time job, hoping to find a real job. 
Maybe I was a little generous. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, just to finish this up. Student loan debt, rent now, a one-bedroom apartment, according to Go Banking rates across the country, now averages over $1,200 a month. If you worked a minimum wage job, you couldn't pay for it. Just couldn't do it, not after payroll taxes. Even if you were working 40 hours a week, now you t- throw on a, a student loan on top of that. And then the last reason, and one that I didn't think about, our parents are struggling too. The recession may have hit us hard, but it didn't leave our parents unscathed. Millions and millions have lost their job and are having a hard time finding work. Many of them, like my father, had to dip into their retirement savings at the worst possible moment just to survive until they found work again. And now they need to make it work with a lower wage. And so you sit there and you start thinking about, this is this is what's real. Right? 44 million Americans working more than one job. Rents are at all-time high, but debts are at all-time highs, right? Home loans are at all-time highs. Car loans are at all-time highs. All this stuff's all-time highs. You know what's not all-time highs? Wages. But this is kind of the problem that, that's been self-created, and really what a lot of us are saying, this is it. You can feel the bubbles blowing again. Is it getting big? Look at the Dow today. Dow's up 85 points. NASDAQ's down, but the Dow's up 85 points. Gold's just hanging out. Gold hasn't really moved all day today. Uh, it's down $1 right now at $1,267. Silver's higher again, uh, uh, up $0.14, cents, $16.85. I, I want to check this dollar again. Uh, 93.02. So it's. Uh, we'll see if it closes below the 90, 93 level. It got to 92.89. Currently now 93.01. Uh, and we'll continue to watch that. That'll be a, a, a key moment here. Uh, again, though. I think we're getting ready for we're going to see another another bout of dollar weakness as the Federal Reserve, really they're out of options, right? They can't really raise rates anymore. They're hoping to, to get by with some form of small uh, reduction in the balance sheet. We'll see if that even happens. Uh, but either way, it does appear that the inflation that they were hoping for Right, and really think about, remember what that means. The devaluation that they were hoping for didn't materialize, just didn't happen. Uh, and now they got to find a different way. One of the great ways to try to do that, crash the dollar. Uh, I think that we're, that's probably what we're going to be looking for. I have a, I got a small amount. I've got 30 uh, VF. These are very fine 20s. They're a grade higher than we normally run. $20. They are Liberties, VF, $20 Liberties. You'll notice today, again, prices are rising. Uh, ungraded raw 20s are at 1380 Today you can go up a grade. I've got 30 of them, so you get to go up a grade uh, for 10 bucks less. So 1370 on VF 20s at, eight, at 800 
951-0592. Everyone take care. Uh, make sure you go out to the website today. Listen to that video. Uh, it's the very first video of the day at allamericangold.com, uh, especially the last 10 minutes. Uh, Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back again tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great Monday. Thank you.